Welcome to the God and Cancel Culture podcast. That's the name of my new book, which will release September 7th. That's the day after Labor Day. Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang. I've been working on the book. I interviewed a lot of people for the book, and I'm wanting to showcase the book in a new podcast. Actually, what you're about to hear is my Strang report. I interviewed various sources and played them as podcasts, as played the interviews. Uh, some of them I even recorded myself on Zoom as I was out of town working on the book. I hope you enjoy them. I think they'll give you a lot of feedback. But you may have already heard it on the Strang Report, so I wanted to give this disclaimer up front. I also want to encourage you to pre-order the book. It actually helps us get the word out when we have a lot of pre-sales on Amazon.com. Eventually, of course, the book will be everywhere. I feel that the situation in our country is very serious. That's why I wrote this book, because the book is really about God and his purposes and what's happening in our country, both good and bad. So listen to my episode that originally ran on the Strang Report podcast. Welcome to the Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Rich Joyner, I appreciate you giving me this interview because you are a, a Christian leader who has been observing what's been going on for a long time, and you've also done teaching of various times, and my research has shown that you even talk about a pending civil war. Uh, other people like uh, Bob Jones and David Wilkerson, even John Paul Jackson talked some about the same thing. And so I want to know what you think about it. Is it possible that the division in our country between left and right, uh, a lot of people say between good and evil, would actually result in a civil war? I would go beyond saying it's possible and say it is going to happen. Until a couple of years ago, I would have used the word possible, but I don't anymore. I think it's inevitable. I think that, you know, with extraordinary grace from God and wisdom, the the damage, the casualties or whatever that we're headed for can be lessened. But as some of my friends who thought I was crazy back in 2018, when I started saying, no, it's coming, they now say, no, it's here. They say, think we're already in it. I'm talking about pretty high-ranking military people. Uh, they, they think we've already entered a phase of it. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're headed that way. Uh, that caused me to change my whole thing from praying whenever. Yeah, I believe when God reveals to us that something really bad is going to happen, our first response should be to pray that it not happen, that uh, he's given us a chance to intercede. I think that's what most of those revelations are for. He, see, he needs an intercessor. He needs intercessors on the earth to intercede for these things. And I take it that way, that our job is now to pray and maybe to take actions that would prevent the bad thing from happening. I think repentance and revival is usually the way we escape certain things. But, you know, I was given a pretty dramatic dream, uh, one of the most graphic 
I would call one of the most powerful dreams I've ever had in 2018, in which I was shown in this dream that this coming, and they called it the Second American Revolution slash Civil War, was inevitable, it was right, and it would be successful. I've been trying to digest that since that dream. In fact, I just released a book on it that just came out last week. It's already being gobbled up. I think it's, you know, I think many are sensing, yeah, you know, we really need to, you know, there's a point where you stop trying to avoid something and you start preparing for it and prepare for it the right way. And, you know, of course, as Christians, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I think we've got to preach the gospel like we never have before. We have to have revival. And I think we need revival. I think so much of the church has become lukewarm, anywhere from lukewarm to dead, the the church in America, that it really needs reviving. It needs to be raised from the dead in some cases. And we've got to become the salt and light we were called to be. And I think that could, you know, uh, greatly lessen the impact of where we're headed. Well, I agree with you. And, of course, I'm going to deal with revival and talking to other sources as well in the book. But my book is on cancel culture, which is, you know, ultimately in some ways trying to cancel Christianity out of the culture, both at the governmental level and also the cultural level with all, you know, with the people who have the levers of power in our society, everything from the media to academia to big tech, you know, seem to be on the other side. You know, civil wars, of course, have happened throughout history. Uh, England had one. There are civil wars going on in different parts of the world. Now, we, of course, think of our American Civil War, and the circumstances were very different back then. For one thing, it was a whole group of states that formed the Confederacy, and, and so in a, in a way, it was, it was two countries side by side fighting each other. Now, they were fighting for supremacy, either for the Confederacy to, to be a country of its own or to go back to the Union. And, of course, we know how that ended. But all those states had militias already. They had state militias. We'd call them National Guard today. So they had the beginning armies. And, of course, that was a bloody shooting civil war. Right now, you know, your next-door neighbor is maybe on the other side or something like that. And to my knowledge, other than people maybe having firearms to defend themselves against crime, I'm not aware of any uh, militias that are preparing for this thing. So I'm having trouble sort of understanding, is this going to be, in your opinion, a shooting civil war like the one in 1860? Or is it going to take some other format uh, with technology and different kinds of persecution that you know, where one side might try to obliterate the other side that way. Yeah, well, that's already going on, of course, with, you know, the social media platforms trying to cancel all Christians and conservatives, you know, cancel their uh, freedom to speak. Well, yeah, I think we need to put out of our mind the American Civil War when we think about what's coming, the previous Civil War. And this is what, uh, you know, in that dream I had in 2018, give you just a little paradigm. In this dream, I was shown America's history from heaven's perspective. And in this dream, I saw, 
heaven did not think that we won the Revolutionary War. They thought that to heaven, that was not just about getting independence from the British. It was about establishing a nation on the earth where there was truly freedom and justice for all. And, you know, we won the independence, but, you know, it became freedom and justice for some, for the most, for the majority, but the slaves didn't benefit, you know. Uh, and so it made the Civil War inevitable. You know, that evil of slavery could not be allowed. It just could not be tolerated any longer. And, you know, but we, I think if, you know, the, the Revolutionary War was actually more of a civil war than many people realize. You know, the Loyalists had been armed by the British to fight the Patriots, and at no time did the Patriots ever, you know, number more than about 30% of the population. 30% were, were Loyalists, and they those two groups were fighting each other, and the other 40% were kind of going with whoever seemed to be winning or whatever, but uh, it was truly a civil war. We had battles like the Battle of King's Mountain right near our home here was fought. There was only one British soldier on the entire field. And um, so it was a civil war in a sense. But anyway, the civil war didn't accomplish all that it should have accomplished to truly establish a government and a land where we we lived by our founding document, what we believe that all men are created equal and, and things like this. If it had done that job, if the Civil War had done that job, we wouldn't have needed civil rights movements and, and we wouldn't be dealing with a whole lot of the stuff that we're dealing with now. And uh, anyway, this result, to me, having studied history for almost 50 years, since I was 15 years old, I was shocked by this. But I could see it. I could understand it. I could understand the implications of those wars being ended mostly politically rather than fighting to establish what they were fighting for and thoroughly establishing. And, you know, I think we're headed to one, to me, when, it, when I saw those words at the end, it's inevitable, it's right, and it will be successful. I think I'm trying to define what does successful look like. And it has to do, from heaven's perspective, it has to do with our national destiny, which fundamentally that is to be a place where there's liberty and justice for all, where all people are truly treated as equal under the law. And we're going to fight until that's finished. So I say, if we've got to fight again, we've got to fight to win, <laughs> you know, and to win on those grounds, we are not going to tolerate injustice. We're not going to tolerate discrimination, any of these things in our land. You know, uh, racial discrimination, religious discrimination, things like that. Even though, you know, there's um, a human limit to which that can be applied. But as much as we can do it from an earthly government, that has to be done here. But what I saw was, yeah, this was going to be between the left and right. It was mostly going to be in cities. And I did see some of what was going to unfold. I saw cities. It looked to me like the entire cities were burning. And, of course, last summer, 
we saw a lot of that. I mean, we saw scenes on our television sets that is almost hard to believe that it was America. I mean, it was more like, you know, Beirut or, you know, some other Bosnia or some of those places where we've seen, you know, terrible wars recently. And you talk about preparing for it. You talk about praying about it. How can people pray? And then, of course, if God answers those prayers, it never happens. The doubters all say, well, it was never going to happen in the first place. So just help me and help my listeners to this podcast, as well as the readers of my book, help us to understand what you're saying and what you think God is saying. Well, though, I think this is going to be between the right and the left, basically. It's going to be politically motivated in a lot of ways. Neither one of those sides are going to win this thing. It, there is some kind of third. I have, the only way I could describe it was a third column is coming. And it was led by a level of wisdom, leaders with such wisdom and insight. It's like almost everybody on both sides said, finally, they're the ones who really have it right. And, and I don't think, I don't know if it's just going to be bun, done by persuasion or something else, but there's something else coming. You know, I think George Washington was right. He really thought that political parties would end up destroying the, the republic. If there shouldn't be any political parties, we should be able to debate any issue just being an American. And I really believe that that was that is true. That is right. Something is going to come that is is really going to deal with the fundamentals of how fouled up our whole system has become because so many major decisions have been made on political expediency rather than on what is right, what is constitutional, and, you know, the foundations of what our government and we are supposed to stand for. So to me, it's, you know, I want to strengthen my roots in those things. And, and as much as possible, be delivered from any political spirit, anything that would ever cause me to compromise what is right, what is true, just for what is politically expedient. I want to know the Constitution. I read it all the time. I want to understand it. More than that, I want to know the Bible. You know, Spurgeon said he could find 10 men who would die for the Bible for every one that would read it. And I think that's still the case. People are so, you know, loyal to the scriptures and to the Bible in theory, but they're not loyal enough in many cases, to even read it, know what's in it. And so to me, these are the, the most important preparations. I personally believe the only safe place on the planet is going to be in God's will. Uh, I don't believe we can, you know, build fortresses or things like that or places where we can be physically free from what's coming. I think the only free, uh, truly safe place is going to be being in his will. And so we've got to resolve, I think, to absolutely obey, you know, seeking first the kingdom with every major decision, being sure we've, we're even living in the right place. If we chose where we're, we live based on geography or family or anything other than putting the kingdom first and seeking God first, for, for that major decision, 
we probably are dealing with many problems that are completely unnecessary in our life because we're not in the right place. And I think we've got to get these things right. But to me, the answer to all of it is is to really do what Jesus said his disciples would do and what we would the way we would live. Taking up our cross daily, not seeking our own, but seeking his will in everything, doing all things for the sake of the gospel. And you know, I think if you know, as I've examined what I saw in that dream, which was pretty detailed, pretty graphic, what I know from my studies of history. The roots of all of our national problems, I believe, began in the church by the church abdicating its authority and responsibility in certain areas. And it's like what we release in heaven or in the spiritual realm gets released on the earth and it starts getting reflected in our government. So I think that, you know, the main thing I'm trying to do is help the body of Christ to to get properly prepared and the main thing being in God's will, living and abiding Him, following Him every day, doing the things that we're required to as very basically as disciples. We've got to live the truth, not just know it. So those are the most important things. I do believe there are a lot of physical things. I haven't even written or talked much about those yet, because if we don't get the spiritual part right, I don't think that having all the food or whatever other materials or resources, I don't think that's going to help us if we're not in the right place spiritual. If you've got plenty of food stored, your neighbor's going to know it pretty quick, and they're going to be over there to get it. There are a lot of things that just aren't going to work that seem like we should do in the natural. Well, understand that some of those things we do need to do. I think we need to be concerned for our neighbors, too, because a lot of them are not going to be ready. And it's going to be an ultimate time, you know, opportunity for the gospel what is unfolding. But uh, we do have to be prepared to, to, I believe, preach the gospel and be living the truth. Be a church where people come to it, new believers come to it, and they do find it is what it is supposed to be. And more than anything else, the Lord has a body that is that obedient to him that he can use it as he needs to in these times and use us and all the members. So, but I actually started talking about these things in 1987 when I was first shown it, but I was shown something very, you know, a brief thing that ultimately America would go go through martial law and civil war. And, you know, I talked about it some, I wrote about it in that book, The Harvest, that I wrote back then, but I didn't know much. I just had a tiny piece. And then when I met Bob Jones, he talked about it all the time. There's another revolution coming. He knew how it was going to start, you know, certain details about it. And I always paid attention to Bob because I knew he was accurate about thing. Any, I think he was accurate about anything he got by dream or vision, with the exception of sometimes he put the wrong interpretation on him. You know, that's always been a issue with the prophetic is getting the interpretation right and then the application. But so I paid attention, but it's like that wasn't anything the Lord gave me until I got that dream in twenty eighteen. And then it's become a primary uh message. This I've, is all very interesting and especially when you talk about nineteen eighty seven, which was just, you know, months before the fall of communism, which I never thought I would live long enough to see. 
And of course, it did happen. Now it's interesting that socialism and communism is roaring back in a manner of speaking, you know, with acceptance in our our society. And also those were Reagan years where it seemed like the tide was turning. In fact, Pat Robertson wrote a book with a title similar to that. And yet the Lord showed you this back then. And I feel that your insights are very valuable. That's why I want to include them in the book. And earlier you mentioned this new book that just came out. Tell us about it. Tell how people can get it. And I also want you to tell people how they can connect with you and your ministry. Well, I uh, appreciate that. We They can order it directly through Morningstar, our website, morningstarministries.org. Uh, you can punch up Morningstar, and there are a few other things, but they'll find us just punching that up. But you can order it through our website. It'll be in most bookstores, and I think it's maybe the hottest book I've written in a long time, so I'm pretty sure it'll be found in most most places pretty easily soon. Matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen you know, a number of articles written about me in Newsweek and New York Times recently, and even went to the Daily Mail and tabloids, and that was all free advertising. I really think that was free advertising for this book, because this book is important. It really is important. And uh, I know what I've got in there. We really have to to know, and we've got to live what is coming, uh, to be prepared for what is coming. But to get it the fastest way right now, our first printing sold out before we could even get it in our own bookstore. So uh, we're trying to gear up the printing right now and everything. But, yeah, it's called The Second American Revolution Slash Civil War. And uh, Well, I'm certainly going to get a copy, and I know many people will. I really appreciate your insight. I appreciate your leadership in the body of Christ. And on a personal basis, I'll just say I appreciate being your friend all these years. I was talking to Mike Fickle earlier today and told him the first time I connected with your ministry was 1991. So that was quite a while ago. And of course, a lot has happened since then. So thank you for your insight. Well, I hope you can use it and it's meaningful. I'll have a bunch of books sent down to you. I have my assistant do that today, but I appreciate what you're doing to help also people to get ready for these things that are unfolding. Always appreciate you, Steve. And You know, you're one of those, I think, watchmen who's been faithful and loyal to sound the alarm. We can't stop now, you know, and there are things upon us, but we're here for this reason. We're here for this time. I appreciate Rick Joyner taking time to grant me this interview. I know I'll be able to use a lot of it in my book. I intend to read his new book, which has just come out. I'm going to order it. I may be able to glean some things to quote in the book as well. I want to thank you for listening to The Strang Report. I want to thank you for sharing it with others. You know, there are a lot of people that don't subscribe to the podcast, maybe don't even know about it, who would enjoy this very important interview that I did with Rick Joyner. So I hope that you'll come back again tomorrow for another episode. I hope that you'll check out my website, stevestrangbooks.com. All the books I've written are there for you. I don't emphasize them like I used to. And also, I'll announce what I've been announcing the last few days, and that is that we just passed 10 million downloads. Who would have thought? 
it took us several years to get to 1 million and now it's growing almost exponentially. So thank you because as you share it and as you listen every day, it is helping it to grow. Thank you for listening to the Strang Report today on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Stephen Strang. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. This is Stephen Strang, and I'm back in the studio. I hope my interview with you went to read the book. I believe that God and Cancel Culture is very important, the most important book that I've written. And I want to invite you to visit my website, stevestrangbooks.com, where you'll receive over $120 of free gifts when you pre-order the book before September 7th when it officially releases. When you order, you will receive four free eBooks, including my bestseller, God and Donald Trump, plus Jonathan Kahn's book, The Harbinger, plus a subscription to Charisma Magazine. I hope that makes you want to order the book on stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang, books with an S, dot com. Go to the website and order today. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.